0: welcome to the How Do You Jew podcast. I'm Samantha. And I'm Yael. And we are so excited to have you back for our latest episode. Yael, how's your week going? Well, it's going pretty good. How was your week? Um, My week was good. Busy. Lots of um, running around. It's been raining here in Cleveland. So every time there's a glimpse of sun, I just like sprint outside and go for the last hikes of the season. So a lot of just like running between raindrops, I think was the theme of my week.
1: Are you taking your vitamin D? I am the
0: only person in the world who is not vitamin D deficient. I think I might be the only
1: person in the entire world. I have never checked. I I take it because... I was told to, so I just do it. No, I am just na- naturally
0: sunshiny, as everyone can tell from my voice. So, as we get into the meat of our show, first we want to welcome all new listeners and welcome back all of our loyal listeners. Um, please don't forget to subscribe to How Do You Jew wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, give us a five star rating or review to help even more people find us. You can also follow us on Instagram at How Do You Jew Pod and visit our website at HowDoYouJewPod.com. Dot com. That's howdoyoujewpo com, And let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about all things food. And I am really excited because, as everyone should, I have brought my pastry chef friend <laughs> to talk about food with me. Spoiler alert, it's Yael.
1: Surprise! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> I just have to say before we get into this, are you proud of me? always do you realize i was only five minutes late today i was that i was proud
0: of i know right yes it was actually a perfect amount of lateness because i got to spend time with the puppies without you here so like i got my alone time with them but then we're still very punctual i was very impressed all dogs related to this podcast are well cared for (laughs) and spoiled beyond comprehension Yes, especially your dogs. Yes, I was going to say, please follow us on Instagram if you would like to see photos of all of the aforementioned dogs. We will be spamming your feed with them.
1: I am not one to create a dog um, Instagram. Not against it. I love to follow those. That's fair. I will just never be able to keep no but a, we could put pictures of toto on ours oh definitely yeah. she dresses up for all the jewish holidays exactly Yeah. really yes she has a passover dress wow she's fancy my gosh
0: i'm <laughs> so excited she's definitely the girliest of the group
1: i'm horrible i i told myself i'll never be that kind of person and you're so
0: that person I'm so that person like borderline aggressively that i person. know it's horrible I accept it. I, I, Actually, I embrace it. Okay. All right, but other things I both accept and embrace about you are your cooking skills. Um, I have personally benefited from them many, many times. I can say the same. I'm honored. So I want to hear from you, what makes a food Jewish for you? Like when we're talking about Jewish food, what makes it a Jew food?
1: That's a very interesting question, I have to say. Um... I think what makes a food Jewish is the heritage. Either, I mean, it doesn't have to be something that is specifically Jewish, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It can be just something that is a tradition in your family. Like, your your grandma used to make this certain dish, or your mom, and you grew up eating that, and that reminds you of your Jewish home. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, of course, we have all the traditional holiday foods, so I think that, those are definitely Jewish food.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are so many both foods and traditions that I assume are Jewish solely because I associate them with my family. And it's only like as an adult when people tend to give me very pitying looks and tell me like that's not a Jewish thing. That's just your family that I'm learning to like know the difference between what's a vinacore thing and what is like a collective thing. Jewish experience, mostly in my mind, they're the exact same thing, but I have a few outliers that are like just vinacor. But what, I asked this question to some of my students recently and I asked them like what Jewish food is their favorite or best describes their family or their like heritage. And the best answer that I got is someone um, said tacos. And I was like, that's cool. Cause I am a huge taco fan and didn't know that I could claim that as Jewish. Um, And it turned out that when this kid was little, um, they and their siblings were really picky eaters. So the parents decided to make Shabbat dinner taco night because they knew that then there wouldn't be any fighting around the table about what was being served or anyone being like picky about it. So every Friday night they have taco night. And that was the first thing that came to mind is like, what's a Jewish food? Tacos. And I was just like,
1: wow. That's that, great. That is so cute. It was great, I but it. I I don't think that um, we can claim that as a Jewish food just because it's not fair. I mean,
0: that's fair. Okay, that's like <laughs> slightly cultural appropriation,
1: just like a smidge. But it but was that's awesome. like J- Jewish vibes. Perhaps? It comes to show that yes, heritage and tr- like family traditions make stuff Jewish even when they're definitely not. But that's amazing. I mean, I think I, I wish my family had taco like a. Taco night that will remind me. I grew up in Israel. We didn't have that. No, Israelis, um,
0: like, I guess it depends if you put, like, certain, you know, f- foods into your lafa. Like, maybe you could call it a burrito, but, like, <laughs> so, not so much.
1: I'm experiencing a lot of, um, like, cultural differences with food um, at home <laughs> with Dan. Ah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, like, things that are normal to me or things that even someone Jewish would understand for. Those of you who don't know, or my boyfriend is not Jewish. Um, His name is Dan, and he's awesome. Um, I'm a fan of his. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll talk about it in another episode about um, how to have interfaith relationships that actually work, um, because I'm very connected to my Jewish side. And then I cook a lot of Israeli food. And actually, I think it was last week, he asked me to make um, a chicken soup. Okay. He just really craved the chicken soup.
0: Are you sure he's not Jewish?
1: He has no idea how to cook, and he's definitely not Jewish, but...
0: Other people crave chicken soup?
1: Actually, he mentioned that his grandmother and his dad's side, like her last name... I, oh, I'm so bad, I don't remember, but he said her, her last name, okay. and it, it was a Jewish name. So I I am gonna do it like a twentieth random. I was gonna say
0: guys, we're gonna do a reveal on this show of when we discover Dan's secret Jewish side. I just
1: have a feeling that he has something Jewish. In <laughs> I would laugh for days. <laughs> I have a feeling Wait, so he was craving chicken soup. So and I was like, oh yeah, I'll make it. And he's gluten free. So I made a chicken soup with like gluten-free noodles and it was so good. And I made it in a very Israeli style. And okay. he was like hoping for like a traditional Chicken noodle soup. He did not get it. He got my Israeli chicken noodle soup, which is good. And he he said I like it. It's just very different. And so we're experiencing a lot of that. So
0: I don't think that's even just a cultural thing. Like I love classic food. Like whatever it is, I'm like into the classic form. And like I don't remember what I had asked Noam to make me at one point, but he like decided to get creative and make like a fusion version. It was like I appreciate your creativity. <laughs> I respect your choices, but when I'm craving something, it's because I want that thing, not like the avant-garde version of that thing. So, Team Dan.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I under, I understood him completely, and I felt bad because, like, I know it, I know how it feels when you crave something, and you get something that's, it's, it's just not making it. So, like, it's close, but it's not exactly the thing. So you keep craving it forever. So I felt bad. I promised him I'm going to redo the chicken noodle. I'm just giving it, like, a week rest. (laughs) That seems
0: fair. So, now, I know that a lot of people refer to chicken noodle soup as the Jewish penicillin um, because we use that instead of medicine.
1: But is it chicken noodle? Well, true, first of all, yes. And is it chicken noodle or is it matzah ball soup?
0: No, it's chicken noodle. Chicken
1: noodle. Okay, thank you. Uh,
0: Thank you. 100%. I don't even entertain this question.
1: I was sick. I was (laughs) sick when I first got here and someone offered, like... I have the sweetest friends. Okay, what? Yes. And someone offered to make me matzah ball soup, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Why would I want matzah ball soup? I mean, it's not Rosh Hashanah. It's not Passover. Those are the only two times that we eat it. Why would I want yeah, it? No. Actually, we it, in Israel we only eat it in Passover. We do Passover. Here I heard. Yeah, it's Rosh Hashanah. Also, it's also a I was thing. Trying to be inclusive. Yeah, no,
0: that's, <laughs> that's fair. But like, other than the chicken. Noodle soup or matzah ball soup, which, by the way, listeners, please weigh in on our Instagram. We're going to have a, a poll going. Are you a chicken noodle or a matzo ball person? Um, what would be your Jewish comfort food of choice?
1: Um, My Jewish comfort food of choice. Well, one is the matzo ball soup, okay. but I mean, it's like comforting I think only around Passover. It's like comforting to know that it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be here. I would have to go with, yes, chicken noodle Mm -hmm. is definitely a comforting soup. Matzah ball soup. I have a tip, by the way, for the matzo balls. Please. Oh, I'll share in just a second. Okay. <laughs> I don't
0: make matzo balls.
1: But one of my, and don't laugh at me, yes, I don't eat sweets usually, but this is the one comfort food that I will. You're a
0: pastry chef.
1: I know. Okay. Funny, right? Just so everyone's aware. The irony. <laughs> um, babka.
0: Babka. And she makes great babka. I can
1: finish a whole tray.
0: Like yeah, a whole. I can do that without coming up for air.
1: Nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so the tip for matzah balls. Okay. So this is something that I, I it's my secret ingredient for my matzah balls and let me tell you, they come out amazing. Okay, I'm ready. So I caramelize onions. Okay, I know how to do that. Before, let them cool down and I add that to the matzo ball. Ooh, um, like the
0: matzo meal and the, like all yeah, that. Yeah, the matzo
1: meal and the eggs and everything. I add it to that and then I put it in the soup. Wow. Yes.
0: Okay, I would do that. Yes, you
1: will thank me, please try it. I shall. DM me all your photos. <laughs> please, send all us right. your photos.
0: All right, I'm on it. Tag I, us. I'll be the first
1: one. Hashtag,
0: how do you Jew told us to do this. <laughs> That's a good one, we should use this more often. <laughs> Everyone vote on our, what our hashtag should be when we influence you in some Jewy type of way. Okay.
1: So, what's your Jewish comfort food?
0: So, I'm also a huge soup fan. Um, both, I, so I would be a chicken noodle over a matzo ball soup person if like you have to pick between the two. But I also really love like the meat based soups. Like my mom for Shabbat, sometimes, especially in the winter, she'll make um, like a soup with flankin, which is like a cut of beef that it just like goes in the soup and it becomes so moist and like just yummy and especially because I'm stuck in a house with a vegetarian the majority of the time. <laughs> oh my god I um, forgot. I know. I just like crave the meat. Um so that's a personal fave. Um I would also say just like chala. I think chala in its classic form, like just my family, I don't know if this is a controversial convo for some we rip well in a pre-covid world we rip the challah rather than cutting it with a knife um and so like just you have like that soft piece like on friday night it's amazing and then the next day you could wake up and make it into french toast and it's amazing again and it's just so versatile that i'm just team bread team carbs team challah all the time
1: i had i used to have okay my Boyfriend, ex-boyfriend in Israel. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, he, His dad would buy um, like four challahs on Friday. That feels Friday. reasonable to me. So, and the reason was two were for Shabbat dinner mm-hmm. and then two were for us to just rip apart and eat them with cottage cheese. Again, a reminder, the good cottage cheese that
0: exists in Israel. <laughs> We're still not being sponsored by any cottage cheese <laughs> brands, but we do keep doing these spontaneous endorsements, um, which Just I'm fine with. <laughs> My, though, Jewish dessert of choice would actually be rugelach, but only in New York. I've discovered that outside of, like, I'll be generous, the tri-state area, New Jersey, can rock the rugelach as well. People don't really understand what that is um it's it's like a croissant slash babka like mixed together in a
1: like tiny bite-sized piece it's instead of the chocolate just being filled in the middle of the dough it's just just imagine like all over like a smaller croissant and then the chocolate is in between the dough layers it's exactly how you make it yes
0: it's amazing and there's certain places in New York that like I once, this was probably the meanest thing I've ever done to anybody. I called a friend of mine when I was driving from my home on Long Island back to Washington, DC, told a friend I was bringing back rugalach, bought like a dozen pieces and then proceeded to finish all of them by the time I had finished the five hour drive and so I had told her that I was bringing look, and I didn't even realize because I kept popping them into my mouth that like they were gone.
1: Oh my God. It was
0: so mean of me. I'm so sorry.
1: Oh my God. Does she talking. still talk to you? We do still talk. <laughs> I have made amends. I Because I wouldn't. That's
0: fair. I had also <laughs> brought bagels. So like I still handed over a carb-based treat, but it wasn't the same. And I admit that I was
1: wrong in this moment. Did you bring Did you bring locks? I did bring. Bagels? Oh, I, I do
0: travel with locks fairly regularly.
1: Uh, I would forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I would Sorry. probably prefer lox. like the
0: savory over the sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm a
1: more savory person. But by the way, if we're talking about rugelach, um, I don't remember the name of it. There is the best rugelach in Israel that you can ever get is in Shuk Machne Yehuda. It's the Machne Yehuda. Market Marzipan. in Jerusalem. That's what it's called. Thank you. Oh my God. My brother My brother would not talk to me if I didn't remember this. <laughs> Can
0: I tell you a story about Marzipan? You saved me. Yes. Okay. So for those who've been listening for several episodes So now, you've had it, right? I used to live across the street. For those who've been listening for several episodes, the apartment that I lived in that I only had a curtain for a wall was directly across the street from Marzipan and- when I would leave Yael's yeah, face, if this was a visual
1: medium, is just epic right now. How did oh. you ever leave that apartment? And so every- The curtain was totally, you know what? <laughs> we talked, we talked a lot of bad stuff about, about that curtain. apartment, about that curtain apartment. And I think, I think we didn't give it as much <laughs> as much respect as it the, the, the respect that it deserved. It did not get the respect that it deserved. So it was
0: directly
1: across the street,
0: which was amazing and so dangerous for those who have not been. Um, any organized Jewish youth trip to Israel, if you went on a teen tour, if you go on birthright, you stop at the stand in the Shuk. So in the outdoor market in Jerusalem called Marzipan and the Rogelach, I think it's the gooeyest substance I've ever had. It's like slightly underbaked and it's amazing. Um, so I lived directly across the street and I would check in with my mom, um, to let her know each day if I had the willpower to not go in. This was a daily affair. Because in the morning when I would wake up to go to school, because I was in school when I was living there. Oh my it was, God. like, when they were baking. The smell. The smell. Oh, my so God. So, like, the baking, and I would just smell it. And if my bus wasn't there the second that I got there, I would just, like, have to get one for the road. Um... Suffice it to say, I probably kept them in business for the year that I lived in that apartment. But I also basically didn't use my kitchen for that year because I treated the shook as like, a refrigerator essentially like I just I never bought groceries more than like one meal in advance because I lived right across the street so it would just be like oh I'll just walk over and oh they like the produce is shutting up for the day guess I'll go get more rugelach so it wasn't my healthiest year to say the least but I think it was all worth it
1: I, I would live I would live behind a curtain <laughs> if I get that rugelach every wall I forgot it did have good
0: redeeming qualities
1: Okay, um, now that we talked about that and I am starting to get hungry, I think (laughs) I should ask you one more question. What is your go-to Jewish food that you think everyone should make?
0: Um, I think, okay, so I feel like there's a distinction for some people, and I'm not one of them, between like what makes a food Israeli and what makes it Jewish because I grew up with again true. these family like relationships where my Judaism and my Israelness were so connected I think of Israeli food as Jewish food and we can go much deeper into like what are the different origins of most of the national foods of Israel? So many of them, I come from an Ashkenazi Jewish background. So many of like the best Israeli foods are from a Middle Eastern or North African um, place, either because of the physical location of Israel in the middle of the Middle East, or because of the Jews of all different backgrounds who move there. So I think Israeli food and Jewish food are the same. I recognize and acknowledge that that's my own personal bias, but the That's a long way of saying, I think everyone should learn how to make shakshuka. Uh. For those who are not familiar with it, shakshuka is a Middle Eastern breakfast dish that has become like one of Israel's top national foods and has since become outside of Israel a super foodie, like millennial um, hipster thing to eat, which it should be because it's amazing. It sounds gross when you describe it, which I'm only aware of because other people have told me that. I didn't know it sounded gross. Um, that it's like eggs baked in tomato sauce, with like you can add spices, or if you're brilliant, such as every place that I've ever had, Shakshuka, that has like feta cheese. Eggplant. With it.
1: Usually it's eggplant and feta cheese. Eggplant and, and feta.
0: Like those are my people. Yeah. Um, but I think shakshuka is amazing. It's so versatile because you can play with it however you want. I've had mushroom shakshuka. Once I was able to, again, you know, ditch my vegetarian husband. Love you. And um, had like shakshuka with um, merguez, like lamb sausage. In it, which was amazing. The shakshuka with feta. And in Israel, it's a breakfast dish. But here in the States, I've really embraced it as a just all the time
1: type of meal. It's also a dinner dish in Israel. I feel like I only see it for breakfast. It's also, well, at home, like we would make it for dinner. So dinner Uh and breakfast in Israel are very similar. Yeah. Uh, We eat a very light meal, usually involves vegetables and eggs, morning and evening. And then in the afternoon is our big meal, which is probably not so smart if you're working because you're always really tired.
0: (laughs) I don't know, I just like, I I graze. I feel like I'm just eating all day. I don't have specific meals. But I think for all of our listeners, shakshuka is an amazing dish because you can make it as complicated as you want if you're like showing off to people, or it could be so simple and it's satisfying. You can, again, you can make it your own. You can crave it. It's super good for the gram. Um, for those who are on Instagram, if you follow people who make shakshuka, like there are some just sick, um, options out there. And I think it gives, again, the combo of it's an Israeli food. I think of it as a Jewish food. And, um, I, I'm a fangirl of the shakshuka lifestyle.
1: So when we talked about our, our subject for the day. Um, Actually, Shakshuka never came to mind, and I think it's brilliant that you thought of it, and I agree 100%, it's, yes, it's definitely one of my go-tos as well. Um, Have you been to uh, the restaurant called Dr. Shakshuka in Tel Aviv? Many times. Okay, good, just making sure, since you're such,
0: since you're a big fan, just wanna make sure that you went there. Many times, I'm actually a fan. There's a a small restaurant in Tel Aviv called Shakshukia, um, which is adorable. And I'll, I'll again, I'll post a picture of the storefront on our Instagram. It's just like bright yellow and it's so cheerful, but they have a contest where if you can finish like a plate of their spiciest shakshuka without drinking water or eating pita with it to like calm it down, I'm not entirely sure what you win. I just know that because I would never do anything like this. I just know that like my husband and my father-in-law have both challenged each other to do it. But each time we've been there, it's been like, guys, we're about to go do an activity. Like maybe don't make yourself throw up like right now. Um, So they've never done it, but we will one day when the world reopens and it's safe to travel, um, we will be getting our pictures on the wall or getting whatever the prize is.
1: That's a nice thing to do. I just want to share that with everyone. Please show me I after will. that happens. I well, um, I have a few go-to. Okay, tell me tell me yours. Go-to Jewish foods. But again, I, when I was thinking about this, I was trying to think of Yes, my background is more Israeli, mm. so my Jewish food is more Israeli. Also, I love what you said about Israel. I do think about Israel as a huge melting pot because Jews came to Israel from all around the world. So for those of you who are not familiar with the history of Israel, um, so it was founded in 1948. So it's it's a new country. Yeah, so, it's a I, baby. Yes. <laughs> baby Israel. Baby Israel, so um, I don't know um if i don't know if if there's like specific israeli food that i can think of that is just israeli but it's definitely influenced from with from all the um jews that came from all around the world so. right now and the
0: non-jews who are like in the region and they, also you know, had all the had all we, the good food
1: but there are moroccan jews yeah. and um Iraqi jews mm-hmm. I mean, I can continue naming all the Arab countries that Jews came from, but you can imagine, just from every country, every single country. Um, So, okay, so my first go-to food is challah. Of carbs chala. so you named it you named it earlier but i decided to name it again because i mean how can you without it right it's the best it's the best bread
0: also she gets so many um what's it called strands in her loaf like <laughs> just so everyone knows i was really impressed the last challah that you made how yeah, many two. was it that five was, that was five that, that was not a lot
1: i it's just, it's just my favorite. It's it was my so favorite fluffy, look. yeah. I love it. I love a five strand challah. And the funny thing is that I actually love a four strand challah. Interesting, interesting. Um, is that a
0: controversial thing amongst like bakers?
1: It's not exactly a four strand. Excuse me. I will correct myself. It's a two strand challah, but you make it, you make each strand like a double
0: oh. strand. And then
1: you do it like in an X and it just creates this beautiful shape. Like it's really puffy. Wow,
0: I'm just a three. I'm I'm a classic. I'm a three-strander because <laughs> I barely know how to braid anything. So I just. I'll,
1: I'll teach you my trick with the with the four or slash two. When you hala. say all these numbers
0: of strands, it's like I'm thinking of challah as like hair. So like I learned how to braid hair, but I never learned how to French braid hair. This feels like that, that I learned like the most basic and everyone else like jumped 10 steps ahead and I'm just like chilling in the corner.
1: Just a question, when you braid a holla, does it come out big and fluffy? Sometimes. Usually it won't. Okay. Just a regular three strand braid. That's why I don't like braiding it. Um. Okay. I'm not shaming you <laughs> no no no. I'm not shaming you what I'm saying is that that's the reason I don't just braid okay. it because We're, it doesn't come I like my hala to be like no I like fluff and, Yeah. right like it yeah, be No, tall. I need fluff.
0: that's true
1: that's like when you cut a piece like I want to be able to the next day use it for for my french toast right. like you said that's understandable and so I'll teach my trick okay Thank you know you. what you know what we'll upload a video yes and we'll then I'll,
0: I'll watch it along with everyone <laughs> you'll find me on a Friday afternoon like guys hang on I have to go into my own podcast uh page to find the video of yael teaching me stuff i love it
1: okay so the hala. okay hummus
0: i'm sorry what word did you just say
1: i said hummus
0: i'm very unfamiliar <laughs> and with this. i will
1: say it in hebrew hummus. oh thank god it's like i don't
0: know that word who even are you <laughs> okay hummus as it should be said
1: I'm sorry, I just thought the second I said You're so it, much
0: more inclusive than I am, because I'm like, no. Get that guttural huh going, because that's what it is. Have
1: you watched um, Borat? Yes. <laughs> the first one? Yes. When he when he does the, like, peace talks? Yes. And he confuses hummus with Hamas. Hamas. The terrorist girl. I <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, I've also seen
0: Don't Mess With the Zohan, and I feel like that level of devotion to hummus, as it should be called. Yes. Like, the, those are my people. So hummus or
1: hummus, however you Whatever say it. Whatever you want to
0: call it, it's okay.
1: We'll accept it. It's yes. good no matter what. Is also one of my favorites. It's a good one. Um, I love, so in Israel, you can go to a plate, to any, like, there are a lot of places that are called hummusia. So, it's literally a restaurant that only serves hummus. As all restaurants, like, that's awesome. And you can choose different toppings. Oh, my favorite. It's all about the toppings. My favorite. And it's served always with, like, a hard-boiled egg. Fresh onion. And in my favorite place, it's in, it's in the city, obviously, I grew up in. They serve... Um, also like a little it's, it's on the side it comes with like a garlic lemon sauce
0: yes
1: and fresh pita oh my I feel like God, anything I'm... that comes
0: with a garlic lemon sauce is a win and hummus is also super easy to make like you need very little skill
1: for it so for those of you who don't know what hummus is it's it's um made out of chickpeas yeah um but how would i describe it better in in english because
0: here. It's like a spread/slash dip. So it's chickpeas blended together. Again, you can add spices, you can add Trina or tahini if we're using this kind of uh, language, which is a sesame paste. Um, it's amazing, such a good choice. Now, I have a question for you as an Israeli. Yes. Because, so Israelis are obviously very passionate about their hummus. Um, when you came to America, I have a feeling I know exactly what you're going to ask. Okay. Recently, and also not so recently, Americans have started making flavored hummus. Now, some of the time I will say I'm a fan. Like when Sabra Hummus did the like supremely spicy or the roasted garlic, that felt Israeli enough to me to like do the job because I would be mixing in garlic Anyway. It's
1: very Israeli because yes. actually you can get that in Israel exactly. at the so that, grocery store. That felt comfortable for me.
0: Yes. I then saw three different things that I would like to just say. Three? Three. Oh, I can only think of one. I Please have seen, shock me. I've seen chocolate hummus. I've seen that. I've seen vanilla hummus. I have not seen and that. And this year I saw pumpkin spice hummus. I brought the chocolate hummus as a joke into my home because I had seen it at an event and like went full on someone's grandma and like took leftovers solely to show my husband this. And he yelled at me and threw it out and said that it didn't count as hummus and wasn't welcome in our home.
1: What are your thoughts on dessert hummus? I am on Noam's side, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> I'm not shaming anyone who loves eating Hummus that's not hummus. Um, but you're eating a chickpea spread. You're not eating hummus. Yeah, but you're eating a chickpea. It's exa- would you dip chickpeas in chocolate? Apparently these people would. No, would you? No, personally I would not do that. So why do that?
0: I, I was just in it for the shock
1: value. I'm just thinking of whoever, whoever made it, whoever thought of that concept. How did they get that idea? I can't even think of it. I mean, chickpeas is just a savory thing for me. Um, I can't think of it in any dessert. And I'm a pastry chef. I know. If you
0: have made or eaten the pumpkin spice hummus, I have several questions for you, whomever you are. What do you dip into that? <laughs> because Apples? M- like, nothing <laughs> matches what I would envision pumpkin spice
1: hummus to be. I think it can be. only go on bread. But, like, that sounds disgusting. It can only go on bread. Like regular hummus, you can you can dip vegetables in. Right. Which is, by and the way, very American. In Israel, you, no one bread. does it. Yeah. But, but still, I mean, it, it, it won't be right. weird. it makes sense. It won't be weird. Exactly. If you do it in Israel, it won't be weird. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. We dip more like veggies in tahini more than in hummus. But it, again, just because it doesn't, that no one does it, doesn't mean it's right. not. Right. But good. that's okay. It's that's okay. fine.
0: Yes. We'll accept you.
1: Yeah. Definitely. No, I'm actually, I'm loving it. I do do it I here. I do it. Yeah. I learned to do it here. But can you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Have you tasted that chocolate hummus that you brought home?
0: No, I just I truly brought it home for, like, the shock value of it. And then I was going to taste it because, like, I'm a semi-adventurous eater. He
1: literally threw it out? He literally threw it out. Before you could even taste it? Yeah. Also, oh, that's me. <laughs> well, also,
0: just to be fair, this was, like, a communal hummus that had been at a work event that I brought home the leftovers from. I really
1: hope it was pre-COVID times. It was,
0: yes. This was pre-COVID because, like, even in in the moment it was disgusting
1: (laughs) that I did this. But I just, I needed to show it to him and he took it away. I agree. I actually found chocolate hummus at the grocery store. I found it at Trader Joe's. I found it also in Whole Foods. Okay.
0: Another go-to spot for, like, Interesting combos.
1: I wouldn't. I don't know. You know what? I think you and I should go buy all the weirdest flavors <laughs> and do a taste test. I mean, why not? I would
0: do. Th- I did once eat and we may find out it's good. I once ate and really enjoyed, um, like buffalo hummus. They do like um, like a buffalo sauce. I would and try I, that. I really enjoyed that one. Again, not it. not
1: traditional. It's not no. like traditional hummus in any country that hummus is available in, but. That's interesting. I was I was not opposed. I was a fan, I will say. Again, anything that has to do with something savory, right. I'm good with. If the sweet is just weird, but I think you and I should challenge ourselves all right. and we should Taste try test. it. Yes. I mean, first of all, we'll give us something to talk about.
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm sure it'll be really great for all of our listeners as we sit like over our microphone just crunching. Cuz I'm would- envisioning like dipping like celery <laughs>
1: I will never do that to our listeners. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm not a listener, but I still appreciate it. But
1: I think we should definitely try it. We'll do it. And then we'll report back. Maybe do a video. Yeah, that seems fair. Maybe. Everyone wants to see us. Just so so people can see our actual reactions, because I'm probably going to be totally disgusted. (laughs) I mean I don't I have know. a good poker face. I I have a game face, I could handle. But we should a lot try it things. with bread. Just yeah, no, just like a neutral, neutral. Yeah. exactly. I'm glad I'm going we're agree.
0: <laughs> Same. <laughs> now will you make the bread? Yes. Okay. <laughs> At least something
1: will be half decent. <laughs> we know the bread'll be good. <laughs> okay, I do have a few more go to Jewish Oh, groups. keep going. Okay. So um okay. Kube. Oh. Okay, so I think in English people call it kibe. Am I wrong?
0: I have no idea what people call it other than kube, so anything you say, I'm just like, yeah.
1: So I don't know if I'm spelling it right, but I would spell it K U B E H. -H. O
0: H. I would do an H for the S, so you know it's not like kube,
1: like Kobe beef or something. That's true. Okay. You see, that's why you're the American.
0: That's what I'm here for. You're the full
1: American (laughs)
0: one. Just like super American here. (laughs) Yes. So. So
1: yes so kube so they're different well you know what it can also go into comforting food it does yes
0: i mean all soups are comforting yeah and kube soup is like
1: let's explain what it is so it's made out of semolina flour it's sort of like a dumpling um um so so good usually it's stuffed with beef but there's also a vegetarian version stuffed with um mushrooms Team
0: beef, for anyone wondering.
1: I did promise your husband, Noam, that I'm going to make him a Kuba with mushrooms when we have a Kuba night after I move here. I mean, I'll
0: eat that too, don't worry, but just so you know, I'm team beef. Oh
1: no, he's going to have his own pot with mushrooms, we're going to have beef, this is not a vegetarian house. (laughs) Poor Noam in the corner. (laughs) Okay, we're good. No, he can sit with us.
0: Whatever. (laughs) I'm the one like exiling him with his like <laughs> mushroom. But mushrooms are great too. Vegetarians, this is a safe space for you too. Yes. We support
1: you. Anyways, uh, it's cooked in, so then there are different variations for what for what soup it's cooked in. There's also a variation of it that it's fried. Mm-hmm. So you don't put it in any soup, you just fry the actual dumpling with the meat inside. That's usually made with meat. Um, and then the two different soups is one with beets and one with butternut squash both
0: good choices
1: yes so those are the two oh, most holiday. common um variations of the soup it's great um okay my other one is mm-hmm. sufganiyot oh. but that is a holiday thing oh if we're allowed to pick holiday foods then, oh oh that's then like my a whole favorite month. holiday is the one that's not celebrated here ever is shavuot well,
0: yeah, the dairy holiday. I mean, just all of the Ashkenazi Jews, our stomachs would just give out entirely. Oh My
1: God, all the quiches and pies, and you don't have to think of if the if the dessert has dairy in it or not. Everything's kosher. Ugh. My go-to holiday food. Well,
0: like actually, so if we had a debate about like sufganiot versus latkes. Yes. Um, I usually I'm like I have more of a sweet tooth than you do, but in America, I love the latkes. In Israel, where sufganiyot are, like, so much more diverse that it's not just, like, oh, here's a jelly donut. It's, like, here's an infusion of all the kinds of chocolate with literally a syringe to, like, stuff your donut further. That speaks to my, like, gluttonous soul. But in America, I love latkes. And I love, like, making weird combos with them. So, like, going beyond the potato, like, one year I did, it was a, um, parsnip potato feta um, latke situation and i was a really big fan i also again a shout out to my husband who is not as much of a bully as he appears on this episode um i told him that americans he's so not a bully no we love No, just like no but like <laughs> he just throws away chocolate hummus as he should as he should <laughs> it's fine but he also laughs at me because I didn't know that real Israelis, unlike myself, um, don't, like for latkes, they don't offer applesauce as one of the um, dippings. It's only the sour cream. In um, Israel?
1: Mm-hmm. We don't even offer sour cream. Well,
0: his family accepted the sour cream thing. Okay. yeah, um, applesauce, yeah. But when I shared, like, the applesauce thing... I think that was the, like, most recent time in my adulthood that I could literally use the phrase, like, someone pointed at me and laughed. Like, I've been made fun of for a lot of random things, but, like, they, as a family, pointed at me and laughed when I told them that I wanted applesauce for my latkes.
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All the bullies. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just that in Israel, lakas. latkes are more of the savory part of Hanukkah. It's savory so, with sweet. It's just like it's. I such know. It's not. Up. It's just not an Israeli thing to dip it in in um, applesauce. It's. I don't know if it's just an American Jewish thing. Probably. It may not be. I mean, if someone if someone has a different answer, please let us, yes, know. Please let us know. I know the applesauce from my mom. My American mom. She's the best. But she no, taught you yeah. well. I, I don't like it, by the way. She did not teach you well. She loves it. We she, always had that option. Yeah. I always thought it was weird to have it out on the table. It's Sa- not. Sour cream made sense because it's savory. It was savory. Applesauce, no. The applesauce is great. But, um, the, so the sweet part of Hanukkah, the sufganiyot, mm-hmm. so... Again, here, it's a little harder to find the actual real ones like we have in Israel. Um, but I make my own, and I promise you that this year, you will have yes. real sufganiyot. Plus, we're coming up on Hanukkah. That's so true. It's really good. Well, you make the
0: ones with the syringe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because oh, yeah. that's the best part.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Yes, I do make those. Oh, my God. Um, but also related to Hanukkah, but also we also do it in other times in israel okay. is something it's similar to a um donut it's a moroccan donut it's called Sfinch. so actually you were at my holiday you were at my hanukkah party yeah. last year pre-covid times i made sphinch when parties <laughs> so i made sphinch and i made four different kinds of latkes i remember
0: Yes, yeah, i learned how to make Sfinch just this last year um, I had never made it before. I'd never actually heard of it before, but I think I had eaten it without having known what it was. You and can't
1: go through Hanukkah in Israel Right. Eating. So like, I think I had
0: eaten it because I had like a visceral memory of it, but nobody had ever identified it to me because I'm like that person who you could just kind of lure. And it's like, I don't need to know what it is. Like it's in Israel. I know it meets my dietary requirements. So I'm just going to eat whatever it is. It was lovely. Um, such freedom. Um, But yeah, so I made sphinx for the first time this year, and everyone was really impressed. So I am now a fan, because I like impressing others with my skills. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I have to taste your sphinx. I would be honored. Do you have any like Jewish foods that would be not your go-tos of like, you just, you can't get on board with them? Yes. Okay,
1: what Oh my God, I feel so strongly about this. Okay, I'm ready. Gefilde fish. (laughs) Sorry, everyone's grandparents. (laughs) I'm not on board with that, but wait, I have a story. (laughs) About gefilte fish? No, 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 it's not. Okay, so first of all, I am not on board with gefilte fish at all. There is only one that I'm willing to eat. One. And I think he'll be very happy to hear this. My uncle, so my dad's brother in Israel, he makes it from scratch. Okay. And it tastes oh my god it it tastes good it just doesn't it doesn't taste like the other gefilte fish that you eat everywhere okay but we have a funny um tradition in our family
0: okay i'm ready
1: <laughs> so i come from a very very big family um i i think we are up to 72 wow now. we we, ha- we are a huge family so i'm talking about um like cousins, Cousins. uncles, Mm -hmm. aunts, nieces, nephews. Okay. Huge family. So uh, you can just imagine our holiday dinner during Passover. I'm imagining
0: loudness.
1: Yes. Very loud. That's what I've got. Very loud family. But we have, so because some of the people go to the other like half of their family. So we're usually between 40 to 50 people. Okay. My mom could feed that. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> like that that's us, yep.
1: I feel like Jewish moms just know how to cook. We're for that ready amount.
0: for it at any moment.
1: No, but like my aunts just do such a good job and my uncles like everyone just chips in yeah. and it's a huge dinner for between forty and fifty people and then my uncle makes the gefilte fish okay. and he makes it from scratch and i don't know if this is something that comes with the jar ones that i've seen here
0: those are not real okay. Sorry, guys.
1: but there's um you know how the soup that it's cooked in it becomes more like a jelly yeah okay so in hebrew we call it tzir. okay so that's um that's the soup um how do you call it it's like the stock or the, the stock. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Of that's course. exactly the word I was oh looking God. for. Go team. Yay. So it's the stock. Okay. Okay. But because it's cooked with the fish. So, okay. Fish bones, gelatin. That's yes, how gelatin is made. Yep. No, that's, that's literally what gelatin is made out of. Fish bones. <laughs> if you didn't know. I did. The kosher one. I was going to say
0: only the kosher one the kosher because one. yeah. Yes.
1: The kosher one. I have to say that. Um, so so it, it it hardened just like mm-hmm. you know jelly because yeah. it has all that gelatin in it and so we always um t- like when he serves the fish he's so excited to serve the fish and he never gets that we're joking and every time one of the cousins says yeah el wants extra extra stock donna wants extra stock and we start laughing about it. she wants all the stock and it's just like a whole thing and he puts extra stock in it it's disgusting
0: so I have a gefilte fish story also. Sorry for you that do love gefilte fish. I'm also not a fan, so I guess this isn't a safe space Is for it gefilte fish Is just a Jewish eaters.
1: thing? Are Jews just not an actual fan of it, but for some reason we're known for eating gefilte no, fish? No, because,
0: like, there are certain people in my family, cousins and my brother, who, like, from the youngest age, loved it, like, would have... You know, I want three pieces of gefilte fish. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there just, like, eating more challah because I have the palate of a two-year-old. But I don't. Like, just gefilte fish is not part of
1: it. Do you eat it with horseradish? They do. I don't. That's the only way I can tolerate... Well, again, I only eat my uncles. I will not eat other people's. So,
0: my dad decided that he wanted to make his own gefilte fish also. Oh, that's cool. Because when he was growing up, his grandmother, my great-grandma um she like did the traditional like bought the carp put it in the bathtub um like she was like, oh fully authentic oh he grew up so, in Israel. yes okay that makes sense so my mom wouldn't let him put carp in the bathtub which seems like a very reasonable statement as someone who would have then had to bathe in said bathtub um thank you mommy um so my dad had gotten my great grandmother's recipe but like obviously like any just i don't know just any great grandmother i feel like of any ethnic background she didn't have a recipe she knew how to make it so he had to go and watch her make it and he re- like recorded and counted how many times she shook the salt over it how like he was very methodical then he told me a story that like he once tried to make it like before i was born having you know done it her way realized that his her salt shaker had like two holes his had like six so, so she had a pepper isn't that a pepper shaker i don't know this was like israel like in the pre-state period like i have no idea what the salt and pepper um, discernment was. I Did not grow up
1: at that time. Uh, so anyway
0: he finally figured out how to make a filter fish so one year he told us he was going to make it from scratch. He went he picked out his own fish but then like he like the, the fish person had to do the you know killing part because that was like B- too much. Doing... Yes that's the word. Um,
1: <laughs> oh my god I said I told you a word in English. Thank you. I'm so proud of this. I'm so proud of you. This is such a. It's a moment for all of us. Oh my god. I'm just filled with happiness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he brought home this bag of fish parts is the only way that I could describe it. And I was so grossed out. And then I had this like cognitive dissonance because visually it was disgusting. But then when he started making it, it actually smelled really good throughout the house But I couldn't get over the sight of it, so I don't know if that's why I still am like I don't like gefilte fish because that moment of like I'm sorry for anyone who's like listening to this while eating the blood on the counter. I was just like I'm out, like down for the count. I'm sorry. I feel like that's
1: how people become vegetarian. I'm so I'm like I'm surprised you have not become vegetarian since that point.
0: No, I I mean I'm not a fish eater, so perhaps that is my father's fault. Um, but were you before? no like I just I I think anyone who's not a huge fan of fish can understand what I'm saying when I say I don't like that it tastes fishy Yeah. so I can eat like sushi I could eat tuna like I can eat fish that doesn't taste fishy but like if I get the fishy vibe I'm out Um. so that's just me so but maybe like this was early enough that like I could have developed into a better fish eater and my dad ruined that for me we'll never know
1: Dad. This is like a therapy session. (laughs) Dad.
0: (laughs) But, like, luckily, he also did talk about, like... he did
1: only filter fish first. That's okay.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. Because he did talk about doing, like, a My Big Fat Greek Wedding situation and getting, like, a lamb at one point. But he never actually got the permit to be able to do it so if he had succeeded there i might be a vegetarian like we'll never know
1: i just want to say thank you to my parents that (laughs) (laughs) i mean they both cook from scratch everything thank you for never ruining anything for me shout out (laughs) just thank you um okay so okay Uh, yeah (laughs) there's no recovering i am shocked from this okay so What's a Jewish food not from your background that you love?
0: There are so many that I've learned that I feel like I've taken on as my own, but like I recognize that in fact they're not. Um, so I'm actually going back to like breakfasty foods, which is weird because I'm not a breakfast person. Jachnun and Malawach.
1: Oh, wow. I did not think of (laughs) dough. So, I, these are not
0: foods that I grew up with. Like, I had an Israeli dad. I spent a lot of time in Israel. But for some reason, I was deprived of these glorious items. Oh, you're a genius. Jachnun is dough. Like, that's the only (laughs) way I can describe it. It is dough. Like, layers and layers of dough mushed into like a loaf
1: and. It's rolled okay and then it's cooked it's it's cooked slowly in like a, um the what's that called crock pot yes sort of it's It's amazing and you eat it first thing in the morning
0: with there's like you can make like a tomato um like a garlicky tomato i don't know if it's a sauce or just like a dip to like have with it and a hard-boiled egg and malawak is like a similar um makeup but it's more of like like a pancake consistency, then like the jachnun's like its own just meaty loaf. Um, both of those things are amazing. They should make like the next foodie trend, just like jachnun for breakfast in America. I've only found one place in Brooklyn that does jachnun correctly. Um, Noam has found like frozen malawach. Um, so he'll sometimes, like, figure that out and make, make our own, but, um, I didn't know about it. It, like many of the foods that we've mentioned, has like a, a North African, um, origin. It's Um, Yemeni. Yemenite specifically? Fine. Okay. Cool. Um, (laughs)
1: The Yemenite Jews are the ones who brought it to Israel. Thank you. That and their special bread called lahokh, which no one in the States can say.
0: I can say lachuch. yeah, but like (laughs) that doesn't count. But thank you to whoever brought jachnun like to Israel. Good card. Whoever brought it to the world, I
1: thank you. So it's the origin. uh, The origin, excuse me, is from is Mm Yemenite Yemen. Please correct me. I'm making a lot of mistakes here. It's fine. We're good. The origin is Yemen, um, and the Yemenite Jews are the ones who brought it to Israel. And those are two. Amazing picks, I have to say. For some reason, the person that grew up eating all of this did not think of because that. Because you don't
0: think of, like, what's not yours. Like, I was—originally, I was going to say, like, chunt or, like, cholent, And then I realized that, like, well, I'm from a super Ashkenazi household. Like, that actually is, like— from my background, just, I didn't know until later on.
1: So I'm very happy, first of all, um, that you said malaw- uh, and jachnun. I do make my own jachnon, and I will make you jachnon, I promise. This is so exciting. I promise.
0: Um, <laughs> I can't wait for you to have a real kitchen again. Oh my god, I can't wait to have a real on kitchen On behalf again. of everyone who knows you. All right, yes, wait, so what about you? Do you have, like... Yeah. That you've discovered later on that weren't necessarily yes. the ones you grew up
1: with? So I didn't grow up eating it, but then I think it was like the past few years living in Israel. Okay. For some reason, I've I've run into it in many places. Okay. Um, I have discovered it's we call it Jerusalem Kugel. Oh my god, that's what I was thinking before
0: <laughs> I decided on Jachnun. <laughs> I was thinking about Jerusalem Kugel.
1: I'm glad we're on the same page. Me too. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I just nobody like, speaks is, of this. This is why you're my friend. We connect on food. <laughs> food. This is why the we're The most friends. important thing. <laughs> is. Um, yes. Jerusalem Kugel. But the only place I've had it, like, when it was really good is when you actually buy it f- in Jerusalem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed.
1: I've had it here in the States. It's not no, the same.
0: No. I, so I didn't know what Kugel could be because I grew up with, like, either sweet Kugel, which someone aptly described as, like the lasagna with the raisins no it has to Uh, be slowly cooked so that didn't work where the noodles become brown exactly and then i had had like the potato kogel which like
1: was fine but like very little
0: flavor to it when i discovered jerusalem kogel like what a good choice you've made
1: yes the real jerusalem kogel is slowly cooked and the noodles become like they get like a brownish color and it's sweet but it's also not too sweet that it's weird to eat it with like a regular a regular meal m- meal with oh, with, with like <laughs> meat and stuff yeah that is
0: i commend your choice like i applaud you for this <laughs> thank you so
1: i did not grow up eating it but i absolutely love it and it's definitely jewish <laughs> yeah
0: no it's literally called jerusalem kogel like That might be the most Jewish named food ever. We've got like the place and like the just word that just screams Jewy to me. I am obsessed with all of this. Yes. So now I'm hungry. Me too. And I feel like we need to uh, sign off so I can go eat all of the things. Yes, we need to stop this so we can go eat something. (laughs) So thank you um, for joining us for another episode of How Do You Jew. We hope that you've enjoyed as much as we did and want to just remind everyone to subscribe in Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Also, we would love to hear from you. We want feedback. We want your food uh, choices. We want you to weigh in on the um, gefilte fish debate. And you can find us at on Instagram at howdoyoujewpod, on our website at howdoyoujewpod.com. Or you can email us, um, all things Jewy at howdoyoujewpod at gmail.com. And until next time, happy
1: Jewing! Happy Jewing, everyone!